The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Sheila, you're struggling with some jealousy of your husband? Yes, ma'am. What's going on? Well, I've struggled with it all my life. Uh, To be honest with you, I've been married like five times because of it. Oh, okay. It's something that I can't overcome no matter what I've done. And uh, my husband said it's just like demonic. It's so bad. I ain't never seen nothing like it. Tell me what you do. I just accuse him of, of everything. I mean, it could be a television set, a girl on TV, anything. It's just extreme jealousy that's just, and, and I know it's stupid. And I know I shouldn't be that way, but still I can't control it, and I don't know what to do about it. Okay. So the, the great thing is you're reaching out. You're not just saying, I know he's cheating on me. I know no, that. No, I mean, in my, in my heart, I know he's not, but in my mind, it, it, it just and it just takes control over me. But I've been like this for years. I mean, you know, since when? Well, since the, since nineteen eighty one. Nineteen eighty one. What happened back in nineteen eighty one that made you feel jealous? Well, uh, it, it, see, I used to be on drugs and alcohol and drinking and all that stuff. Well, I, I started going to church and everything, and I got straight. And uh, I. I overcame all that other stuff, but I got married, and I married this guy because, you know, he was a Christian and everything. And uh, but I, about three months after I was married to him, it just came up on me, and and it's been on me ever since. Okay, so what happened during that time, the three months? What went? What's the essence of what went through your mind? You had co- gone from being on drugs to uh, making a good effort to clean up your life. You find someone who's got a fairly clean, drug-free life. You marry him, and three months into the marriage, you start going ballistic. You start feeling very jealous that he's not interested in you or he's cheating on you, and you start to get what you call a demonic jealousy. What what happened? What went on? What went through your mind back then, the best that you can recall now? Well, well see, ever since I was a little girl, I've always been um, abused, you know. Okay. And then, and then whenever I was 13, I was raped by... Um, some friends of mine, that I thought they was my friends, I trust them in my life. I can kind of see why I'm jealous, but I don't understand why I can't get over it. Okay. But but then I, then I got straight in my little uh, niece, she got sick with cancer and she was Ooh. five when she died. But yeah. it, about that time, that's when, you know, she started being sick. And, uh, and then I don't know why my attention turned towards him. He would just do things. And I would see him do something, and he'd say, I wasn't doing that. But I would see him do it, you know, just different. And it was just crazy stuff. You know? What stuff? What? Give me one sample. I would like, like looking at somebody's <laughs> rear end or something. Okay. Know? Well, well let me tell out. you that if any guy is healthy, guess what they're going to do? I don't know. <laughs> when I'm on the beach with my husband, guess what I do? I look at a few bodies, and if I see a real hot woman, I'll say, oh, my God, honey, you're missing that one. Look at how hot she is. (laughs) So that's, yes, I do. (laughs) I wish I was like that. Well, but that's why I'm telling you that, because you want to give yourself some options. You don't want to tell yourself you can't overcome it, because obviously you are working in the direction of overcoming it, even by making the phone call, even by saying, I know it's not true, Um, having some incredible empathy for yourself. Sheila, that you have been through 
lifetime traumas to be raped at such a young age, 13, by someone who was supposedly, in quote, a friend or friends, and to be abused as a young girl, you know, it's very possible that you didn't grow up feeling that people are trustworthy. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. You know, it's very possible that you didn't grow up feeling that people are trustworthy. Well, I didn't. And see, and then uh, when I got in church, you know, I thought, well, you could trust Christian man, maybe. And then, you know, Jimmy Swagger, he <laughs> preached against it all this time, and then he did it. I'm like, every man's like that. Even my daddy, okay. he's on my mother. So okay. it's just like every man's like that. You okay, know? well, that is the thought that you need to get rid of. I am sitting next to a guy who is not like that, at least I hope. <laughs> uh, no, it's my hubby, and he he oh. has never cheated on me. That is a gift. Not every guy cheats on his wife. Yes, my husband will look at sexy women and I will look at sexy men. I came home the other day and said, oh my God, I saw a movie and you should see the muscles on this guy, honey. (laughs) But it's not a threat to either one of us. It's just normal. If you see beauty, if you see someone ugly, you say, oh my God, you know, they were really ugly. Well, you would say that about beauty too. If we go into a museum, we see an ugly painting, we say it. You don't want to be afraid of naming a fact, but that doesn't mean that I love this guy in the movies. I don't even know him or that my husband is attracted to somebody else. He loves me and I know that. So you want to build trust. You want to smash, pulverize, destroy, shred, burn that thought that all men are not trustworthy. It's okay to have the thought, Sheila, that some men are not trustworthy. And I've had the bad luck, not me, but I mean, Sheila, Sheila as yourself, you can say to yourself, I've had the bad luck of having a father who cheated on my mother, of having a history of people uh, betraying me uh, as a, at a young age, the abuse and the rape. And I have therefore gotten into a defensive mode of protecting myself. That's my coping strategy is kind of saying, not trusting, uh, being ever vigilant that they're going to cheat on me. You, another approach you could take is to assume that they're not going to cheat on you unless you see the lipstick on the collar and the perfume and the love notes from ladies. You know, then, then you know it. So it's, they are innocent until proven guilty and you don't have to spend your life proving them guilty. So that's just something to think about. You also could get some cognitive therapy for this. If you go to my website, drkenner.com, uh-huh. Um, you can, uh, you could look at, th- there. there's a link to cognitive therapists and they could help you think about it differently and get, get rid of that premise that all men are untrustworthy because that will lighten your load a lot and help you have a better marriage. So thank you so much for the call. Thank you, darling. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. Look, I hate to cut this short, but I told some guys I'd meet him down at Duke's. You're leaving? Yeah, whenever you're ready, I'll walk you out. Dad, I haven't seen you in two years. I stopped by and you're, you're leaving in ten minutes? Oh, why don't we stop kidding ourselves? You don't really want to be here and we don't really have anything to talk about. At least I'm making the effort. Oh, yeah. 
It's an effort to talk to me, huh? Well, I guess that's why you only bother coming home once a year at Christmas. But what the hell, I didn't go visit you in Boston either, did I? So, uh, why don't we just drop this? And that's from Frasier, believe it or not. And when you feel like you're not valued by your son or your father, and, or, and it falls into the category of a duty, it feels awful to be the object of pity. If, you know, you're visiting me only, son, you're visiting me only because you feel you have to and we have to make a conversation, but let's face it, we have nothing to talk about. But then, Frazier's father has this insight, oh my God, I didn't visit you in Boston either. And instead of feeling uh, protective, instead of defending ourselves, wouldn't it be better to just reach out and have those conversations with our loved ones? Maybe they're, you know, Dad, I always wish I could be a little closer to you, and I'm glad to be here now. It feels a little awkward, and I'd love to connect with you in a way that we never had in the past. That would be a very nice opportunity. So if any of you are having that thought uh, and you're facing the choice of either going the route of, oh, what's the use, why bother, who cares, when you think there is a chance that the person does care for you and that both of you are just being uh, self-protective, you might try to risk reaching out to a loved one, whether it's a parent or a sibling. I am, I'm assuming the person wasn't vicious to you, but a parent or a sibling or another lost friend, maybe someone from the past that you'd like to reconnect with. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. Another virtue that makes you lovable is honesty. Honesty is the refusal to fake reality. It is essential in a romantic relationship. Without it, you cannot have trust, which means you cannot rely on the character of your partner. How many times have you heard unhappy partners say, I can't trust her, or he broke my trust? People typically lie for temporary gain, in the hope that by denying reality, they can temporarily recreate it based on their wishes. But it can't be done. And you can't escape knowing that fact, even if you can deceive your partner temporarily. You are making yourself unlovable, and privately, you will not admire yourself. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.